This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. That's right. You're listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard Mariners podcast. The alternative underground dive bar fan podcast of the Seattle Mariners. To you by OB City Entertainment. And now, the host of the Rye Bread and Mustard Mariners podcast, Myron Sutner. What up? This is episode 11 of the Rye Bread and Mustard Mariners podcast, the alternative underground. Back alley, in the shadows, secret society, speakeasy dive bar style podcast or fan podcast of and about the Seattle Mariners. Again, this is episode 11. Just to run you through this episode really quickly, you know, we briefly go over the series in, um, that just concluded in Toronto and look forward to, you know, this pretty important, uh, you know, Boston series to finish up this road trip. We give you a quick Kyle Lewis update and just kind of discuss a little Kyle Lewis stuff and, uh, you know, a little bit about Kikuchi striking back and the back half of the conversation we just kind of read some uh, troll posts and kind of respond to them. I've recently joined some uh, Mariner fan groups in, uh, you know, the effort to broaden my um, knowledge on what's going on with the Mariner fandom and to, you know, help network the show. I've uh, joined a couple of these groups and it's it's a it's a pretty intense place. It, there's a there's a lot a uh, lot of feelings out there. So we just check out some of those and just kind of like respond uh, to what we're we're seeing, you know, from those posts or in the uh, you know threads. So we're gonna check out this troll stuff and uh, yeah. Anyways, thanks for liking, subscribing, and uh, you know getting the word out about uh, this podcast. But for now, I'm gonna shut up. And get out of the way and let you sit back and enjoy episode 11 of the Rye Bread and Mustard Mariners podcast. 
Hannah, how are you feeling about this coming off of the big victory against New York Mets, who are probably arguably the best team that has been playing this season in the National League, to going into Toronto and the bats going cold and only getting one of three? Well, we, we picked pretty good through this series. Uh, that didn't really help us out, though, as far as the bats. Um, you know, they were cold, but today in the third game, it was actually us get a, a little lead with Marco pitching and then being able to add on with a few home runs to uh, get out of there and get one game from them and go to 500 on this road trip. Yeah, they are, you know, 500 on this road trip. I know because of, uh, you know, a very anticipated series between Toronto and Seattle, losing the first two the way we did and the bats just being just completely dormant it feels it felt worse than it really really is i mean on a road trip if you go 500 we're always happy with that right yeah exactly i mean this is kind of the way the season's been in the very beginning you know we're kind of a little bit of a roller coaster with our offense uh hopefully it starts to heat up with the weather but um yeah i think it's just good things are ahead I think for this club yeah it's you know the hitting has gotten to it's got to get better it can't get any worse you know so it's gonna go it's gonna get better you know Kyle Lewis we'll get into that in a second he's expected here pretty soon um, you know I know people are freaking out going we need to trade for offense or we need to get something at the deadline if we're still in it's like well by the time the deadline comes around we're already gonna have you know we're going to have Hanniger back. We're going to have Lewis. We're going to have all these, you know, weapons. So I don't really feel like, you know, the freak out button needs to be hit yet. Also, if you are freaking out because the Mariners are, you know, just not playing. If you're freaking out because you're looking at the record. Or you're freaking out because, you know, we've lost a bunch lately, it feels like. Don't look at the standings. Don't look at the AOS standings. Go look at the wild card standings. We're only three games out. If that's the, if that's what you need, you know, to you know walk away from the ledge, the right way, walking away from the ledge inland, that's what you need to go do. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, we're uh, we had a little tough few days up in Toronto. You know, like I said, our pitching was pretty good. Uh, the bats were really cold. Um, but today, like I said, we added on some home runs, hoping to go to Boston and uh, get at least two. And like I said, our pitching's been pretty good to keep us in games, but we haven't got anything at times from this offense. So uh, we hope it changes here soon. There are signs of it. Yeah, and I mean, it always can't be France and Crawford. You know, like one of them's going to be cold at some point. Crawford's kind of cooling off right now, but that's fine. He's going to trend back up. Adam Frazier's hitting a lot better right now. France is just staying. France, in you know, Winker's hitting over 300 in the last 10 games. Suarez, you know, he has his moments. And, you know, uh, Rodriguez has been very steady. So, I mean, if we could get something out of the bottom of the lineup, which we will, and I think the lineup's going to get longer and more plentiful. And, yes, the weather's going to help out with that. I'm also, you know, looking forward to hopefully seeing Kyle Lewis next week in Seattle. 
And, you know, hopefully, from the report I read on CBS News uh, or CBS Sports, uh, that uh, Kyle Lewis is expected to be back as early as Monday. Yeah. Um, he's finishing up his 20-day rehab assignment. Um, hopefully, he's healthy enough to uh, come out of that. If the Mariners think he's not, I read that they could appeal to extend that for him. But he has uh, played really well down there. He's had about three home runs. He's hitting over 300, more than 10 RBIs. So that would be a big deal for us to get him up there. Even if he's not playing in the field as much, he would be such an upgraded DH and another right-handed bat to help out this lineup. Yeah, the only way I would say extend him, honestly, is if some way, somehow in Boston, the bats really get rolling and it feels like it's a contagious thing. You know, you can let him get better, you know, stretch it out if that's what makes him feel better and the organization feel better. That's fine. But if if the way we're hitting right now is not speaking of just today's game, but the last couple of weeks, if this is the way it's going to be, I think, you know, I think you'll see more of a, I think he'll be back up when, you know, as soon as he's, we can get him up here. Yeah, I agree. Um, it seems like the Mariners have been really critical of getting Kyle Lewis a couple days in a row playing and then getting him up to playing three days in a row. I mean, I don't know the extent of his injury, but they're really babying it and concerned about it. But hopefully he's strong and ready to go. He's looked good, like I said, and he, like, like as well as you said, he will extend this lineup quite a bit. And as you're right, I agree. And as you're saying this, I pulled up the article I read today, which was from CBS. It's actually CBS Fantasy Sports. I don't know how much of this is spin for for fantasy owners or whatever, but it says the Mariners are. Uh, Anyways, they say the Mariners, the article says the Mariners are expected to activate Lewis from the 10-day injured list no later than Monday as his 20-day, as you were mentioning, rehab assignment window will close Sunday. This is what Ryan Divish of the Seattle Times says. So um, this is the same thing you probably read, but after two straight days off, just like you said, Lewis returned to AAA, line up to bang, you know, two for four with a home run. And a double and five RBIs. I think he had some hits today too, didn't he? Um, today that he played a day game and the Rainiers only got two hits and he was not one of them, I don't believe. Okay. It says Lewis has seen most of his stats, you know, or most, yeah, like you said, he's been hitting at DH, but they want to focus him more on exposure to the outfield in the final days of the rehab assignment. So I'm thinking. They do want to like I don't know where were they where are they thinking left field? Yeah, I mean he's only played seven innings of his games in the field down there in Tacoma while he's rehabbing. So I also heard that they've been really cautious of the weather. They've had some rain in some of the areas where they're playing, and we're concerned about that. I don't know. It's just really interesting that they're so worried about him that you know they're taking all these precautions and trying to. Uh, Keep him healthy, you know, and but you gotta gotta let him out of the out of the barn sometime and let him go. Yeah, and I cannot wait for him to get up here. I see that he's wearing number sixteen for the Rainiers. I don't know if that's because they have a number one on there and he doesn't want to 
you know, disrespect somebody on the team or, you know, maybe the player came up to him and was like, hey, do you want my number one? But you got to, you know, what do they usually do? Take them out or buy them some gifts or something, you know, when a player wants another player's number. Maybe he's just wearing 16 just because he's like, I don't give a shit. This is just put my name on one of these jerseys. Or is he going to change to number 16 on the Mariners? Why I'm asking is because he's been on my jersey radar I'm a little bit scared to buy buy a jersey right now of his, so maybe I ought to wait till he comes back up. Do you know anything about that? You know, I noticed that too, and I don't have any information other than my guess would be he would still be number one. I did notice watching a little bit of highlights yesterday that Kelnick was wearing number 41, so obviously that's not his number, so maybe there's, I don't know how it works. That's all I can say. It's just, it's just odd that they don't get their same number they go to the big leagues with. Yeah, I I guess so. And it's kind of hard to sell their minor league jerseys if you don't have their numbers. Maybe it's not. Maybe I take that back. Maybe it's kind of cool, kind of like the Jordan 45. And sometimes other players in the minors had different numbers, so I know that's kind of cool to do. I just found that very curious just because I think he wears that number one on his back very well. It looks it just looks right on him. Yeah, I agree. Um, even though I do like the number sixteen. So do I, Bo and Jackson. It looks good on him. Yeah. Or, or eight, right? Yep. Or uh number sixteen, Jim Presley, who used to play for the Mariners. I remember he was the first I think he was number sixteen or maybe he was seventeen. Seventeen. Okay, I take that back. God damn it. Blow was sixteen. There you go. And you know what? Shame on me for not knowing that the right way. So I'm definitely not going to cut that part out. I need to publicly be (laughs) shamed. Publicly be shamed. Get ready to play hardball in the kingdom. Take me to the ball game. I want to see the ants. The Mariners are playing hardball. Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the Kingdom. So again, about this this last series that just you know wrapped up in Toronto, we have to just acknowledge too that Toronto was a 93 team win last year. Um, if you look at the team, the way they're constructed, the way we're constructed, they do look like a team that's maybe a year more mature. They're also, you know, healthy right now. Um, and they're, you know, pitchers that were, you know, I guess having a little bit of troubles, you know, figured it out. Or did they just figure it out on a slumping offense? It doesn't matter. Those guys hit the ball. I mean, Bo Bichette drives me crazy. Uh, he's one of those just, just just annoying guys that's just gonna get hits and you know i mean their whole lineup is just insane you got springer you got bachette rare jr hernandez even this kirk uh little catcher guy he's just he's just a pest you know all of these guys hit guriel chapman you really felt chapman's uh you know imprint on this series i don't know how many uh double plays he started but he also hit pretty well. What do you think about Chapman over in Toronto? Yeah, I know. I mean, he played really well. He was the guy that the Mariners so-called targeted this offseason, yeah, you know. But I see why. We weren't able to make – yeah, exactly. We weren't able to make that trade with Oakland and get him here. But uh, 
yeah, their lineup is so solid up and down, a lot of power. And, uh, you know, like you said, also their pitching was good. It was, that was probably the toughest moment in the series for me was seeing uh, Takuchi kind of give it to us that first game. Yeah, no, that was, that's awful. That's just the way it happens with ex-Mariners, you know. And, uh, and we had another relief pitcher who came in there and shut us down too. So the Mariners scored no runs off of any of their ex-pitchers in this series. That's got to hurt. That's got to, uh, you know, up at the front office and in the coaching staff. That's definitely got to be like a, ooh, they got us this time, right? Yeah, and the fan base, too, you know, Kikuchi. Everybody was kind of hot and cold with him last year. He, you know, had a great first half as an all-star, but he really struggled that second half. And as we got towards the end of the season, actually got, now I don't know if demoted, but. Well, they didn't put him in the game. They didn't didn't have every inning was too important for him to pitch in. That's how bad it got. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, God, and then for that, have us face him game one after big series in New York and have him shut us down. I mean, he was throwing 97, looked really good. He didn't look anything like he did towards the end of the year for us last year. Last year, they were having Tyler Anderson throw 75 innings in the last week instead of just putting (laughs) him in there and going, maybe he'll just get lucky. Maybe, maybe this is the day. No, 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 I'm not going to risk it. Let's, uh, Get some ice on your arm. You're pitching tomorrow. You know, like it was just, it was just, yeah. It, I get it. And you know what? He's the one that declined the option too. So you know, good for him. He, he went over there. He looked good. That was another good point. I mean, he was supposed to get 16 million with us, and he declined it. And the fan base was ecstatic. You know, and like you said, good for him. He ended up, he ended up uh, getting a better contract now in Toronto and. He sure looks like he's worth it. At least this first game against the Mariners, it'll be interesting to see how he uh, evolves through the season for him. I know Toronto will be counting on him um, for pitching, as you know, because they kind of needed it from last year. They have the bats, obviously, like you've spoken about. So, and then adding Barreros and then Guzman. So they're a good quality team. I think we'll be fighting with them possibly all year to. Uh, make the uh, playoffs as a wild card. Yeah, they look good, and I think they, they missed it last year, and they know it, and it is it is their time. I, I know you're going to see this team in the playoffs, and, you know, going there and getting one out of three on the road is totally fun, especially after you just went in and took care of business with the Mets, who were, like, arguably the hottest team in baseball, definitely the hottest team in the National League, them and the Dodgers. And you go in there and you take two or three. I'm happy. Like I said, I'm I'm happy with being two and two at this point in the road trip and going into Boston and playing a team that's been struggling. Hopefully, they don't figure it out, you know, against us. But also, if you look down the roster of the Boston Red Sox this year, that's a good team. Yeah, on paper they are good. Uh, they're starting pitching. You know, with Sale being hurt, not as. Uh, Red Sox dominant as it has been in the past, but we can get them all they're down. Obviously, playing Fenway is a really hard place to play, and you know, splitting the series with them would be really key. And then having a 500 road trip after the previous road trip, only going two and seven, would be really good for us coming home, playing some less 
uh, weaker teams like Oakland, but then also coming back and having to face the uh, red hot Astros. So, you know, these four games are critical for us. Yes, I do think it's a pivotal. I agree with you. It's a pivotal four games. Boston is, you know, very desperate right now for some wins. They're playing in a division where the New York Yankees look like they're running away with things right now. That also can change. We've also seen Boston. We've also seen New York. We've also seen Toronto just go on these big, long runs. And we've seen them take huge dips. That's just a, you know, weird division over there, but a good division with, you know, a lot of big payrolls and, you know, high expectations. You're going to see some real tense, meaningful games, I think, here, you know, in mid-May, which is which is great. Yeah, you're totally right. I mean, Boston has to be thinking, wow, look at New York. They're kind of running away with it. They don't even have double-digit losses yet, meaning the Yankees. So Boston's kind of in the same position as us. I mean, it's still early, but they need to turn it on here soon like we do. You know, and we're in the same position as well with how the Astros have gotten red hot and won like 11 in a row. So, yeah, a lot, uh, lot, lot of the same storylines this series. Yeah, and a quick thing about the, the, you know, Houston just getting hot. I, when the Mariners lose, personally never look at the standings. I'm one of those front runner guys. Like when we're, when we're, you know, gaining ground and, 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 and doing well, I look at the standings. But I happen just to look before we were like recording the other day, just so maybe if we brought it up, I knew what we were talking about. And I looked over and I go, wonder how Houston 11 in a fucking row. (laughs) That was my, that was my uh, reaction to it because I was like, well, we're not playing very well in our last 10, 15 games. How's Houston? And I look over and it's like 11 in a row. Are you, is this a fucking mean joke? You know, but no, it was, Right there, right there in black and white. No, I know. I mean, it snuck on up, or it snuck up on me too. I mean, it was real quiet. I, at one point, the A's were, or excuse me, the Angels were in first, and all of a sudden, you know, the uh, Astros got red hot and just, you know, took two weeks and won every game pretty much. Yeah. Well, we'll see them in a week or so from now, but. Coming up this weekend, like you said, is the four games in Boston. We'll check in on Sunday with that and do some things on Boston. But let's take a little break. Now here's Lenny Randall. When the Mariners beat the Red Sox, hitting baseballs out of sight. Every kid who's 14 and under, we want to go. Okay, so what I want to do and try out here is, uh, you know, read some anonymous Mariner uh, Nation trolling and some anonymous, you know, white knight, you know, defending of the Mariners uh why I want to read some of these is because I'm you know now that we've created this podcast I'm trying to you know find a community more of you know an outreach for the podcast and to grow the community so I've joined some of these Facebook Mariner um 
you know, fan pages. And, you know, they're, they're ran by administrators that are, I mean, these people are passionate, passionate Mariner fans. There's a lot of rules in these, um, you know, discussion, you know, threads here of like, you're not supposed to, you know, to like, you know, do negative stuff, obviously harassing stuff, but the negative stuff still gets on there and there's definitely a big back and forth. So I'm just going to, you know, scroll here and check out some of them. We'll read, you know, some of the comments and uh, we'll read some of the posts and some of the comments. And I'll just ask you, Hannah, what your opinions are on some of these things. We'll just kind of like see what sparks a conversation. You ready to do it? Yeah, sounds good. All right, here we go. And the hot takes? Hot takes. These are the hot takes by the Mariners Nation. Um, I'm just going to pull out some random ones here. This one was left yesterday, so this would be game two. Um, And game two. Here's one that you might like. It's pro Kelnick. Kelnick makes that play in right field. Dot, dot, dot. Just saying. Yeah, I do like that one. And what's funny, you bring that up. I saw pretty much word for word the same thing on Twitter. You know, Sousa, he's terrible. What a bad route. I know Kelnick makes that play. There you go. And that was the big play where in game two, we get out of that inning on that, you know, ball that Logan busted the bat. Who was that? Busted Springer in on George it. George Springer. Yeah, he busted Springer in on it. And it just dropped in in front of the right fielder, Sousa. Yeah, I mean, everybody, it was a tough play. Um, he he kind of dove, you know, straight ahead, but the ball was off far to his left, so it looked kind of funny. I don't know if his route was wrong or what, but it was a critical point in that game where it was a basis-clearing triple, and that was the game, 3 nothing. So, okay. you know, Mariners fans, if they can blame anything, they will. <laughs> yeah. We're the same way. Okay. And here's here's a not pro Kelnick one. <laughs> it says buy or sell. Jared Kelnick was the most was the most meaning he's done. Was Jared Kelnick was he the most overhyped prospect in the last twenty five years? Wow. Wow. I mean, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I guess I could say I don't know all the 25 or all the prospects over the last 25 years who's been a bigger bust. I mean, well, on this, when I think yeah. of Mariner baseball, I, I think of Brian Anderson, you know, baby, baby little unit. Yeah. I mean, some of these people are, you know, commenting here that don't agree with that post and they're letting them have it. I guess there's a big thing with negativity in these groups. So there's definitely some people sticking up for him. Uh, one person says Justin Smoke, Jesus Montero, yeah. Dustin Ackley. How about we start there? I, I agree with that. I agree with that. I mean, Ackley was a very high pick. Who do, how many other players did we, you know, who, I mean, that's the draft we could have got Trout, right? Um, could have got, uh, or, or is it Strasburg? Strasburg, yeah. Yeah, we didn't do anything to, we didn't, like, Screw up with a draft pick with Kelnick. First of all, I don't think Kelnick is is done. Um, I just think he's been brought up too early because the Mariners had needs. I mean, he's only 22 years old. Also, 
how we got him, we got rid of a huge, huge contract of a player that was not going to be worth the money on the back end and was in all kinds of PED troubles. And a reliever, knowing you know now that we were going to have a surplus of you know bullpen pitchers, dominant ones, I don't even think it's a bad deal if this doesn't work out. Yeah, I mean, I, I do agree with you. Um, we got rid of the contract. I mean, the trade, in my opinion, is still up in the air. Kelmick, uh, only 22 still. Uh, missed all of 2020 to COVID. And there is only just a handful of ball players at that age that become superstars right away. Um, he's not quite Ackley yet because Ackley came up in his first year and really took off and then just fell off the face of the earth. Kelnick still hasn't really taken off yet. So my, my opinion is it's still up in the air. Hopefully he does improve and become that player that Mariner fans wants him to be, but time will tell. All right, let's give you some more positive feedback from these Mariners fans. Here we go. Well, Mariners just won 5-1, to one, and with Castillo pitching a one-walk ninth and allowing nothing else, everyone who said he's horrible every night, remember tonight, he wasn't horrible. He was actually pretty good. Yeah, two in a row for him. You know, he had that big uh, shutout or save in the uh, game three of the Mets series. And now with his uh, next time out, didn't give up a run. He always freaks me out, though. He kind of reminds me of, or he gives me the vibe of Fernando Rodney. So that's how I kind of see uh, Castillo. What What is your thoughts on him? I think these last two games have really, you know, I'm hoping gotten him you know, back to, you know, a confidence level to go out there and not look foolish wearing two huge chains by giving up, you know, <laughs> you know, a bunch of runs. If you're going to wear these chains and go out there with that swag, we need to see, you know, the results and we're getting them in that Mets series. You know, he came in at a, a pressure, a massive pressure situation. You give up a bloop, you give up anything, in the air a too walk. far, a walk. He had nothing or nowhere to put anybody. He came in there, he delivered, and today he didn't, you know, he gives up a walk and he doesn't, a leadoff walk, which is usually, you know, the, you know, base or recipe for a disaster in the ninth inning, especially when you're the road team. And he didn't let that affect him. He got the next three guys out. I think he's looking good. I hope he continues to do this. Uh, especially right now while we're waiting on a couple arms to come back to the bullpen, but I'm liking what I'm seeing. Yeah. I mean, my confidence in him was higher today. One, we had a four run lead, which helps. And he does seem to walk a lot of guys that cost them usually. But like I said, we had that buffer room with our four run lead and he was able to shut him down without giving up anything. So two in a row for him. Presenting great moments in the history of the Ham's Bear. After great moments like those, you deserve a Ham's moment like this. Refreshing as the land of sky blue waters. Enjoy a cool, refreshing Ham. The Ham's Bear always comes through, just like the refreshing taste of Ham's.
Okay, and let's just do one more. Let's do, I found one that just is so dumb and unfair, but let's read it and we'll check out some of the comments here. This one <laughs> says, Blowers needs to go. He can't work with Root Sports. Send him home. I don't, this was from a couple days ago. I don't know what Blowers did to deserve this uh, kind of comment, uh, but let's see. Someone else said Sims needs to go, but at least Blowers talks baseball. Wow, these guys suck. I like Blowers. Mike Barrel Up Blowers is awesome color man and a baseball analyst. Uh, Then we had Mike happens to be a great guy and a fantastic voice for the Mariners. I agree. I think Mark Langston would be great at that job. Wrong team. Langston better than Blowers? No, no, not not at all. Uh, I like that. Another person was a suit. What is this? Do you have some hidden agenda for not liking Mike Blowers? I like this other person comes back with, "Sorry, kiddo, blows stays, and you can just turn down the volume if you don't like it." I love it. I love it. What the fuck did Blowers do wrong? Honestly, not a huge fan of Blowers' voice. But I think he is one of the best color guys I have heard in the game. As far as Sims, I think Sims is incredibly motive and effective, but sometimes he makes silly errors, as me and my dad complain about. He has no respect for superstition regarding no headers, perfect games, and <laughs> perfect games and the like. He will always mention it right on the air. Yeah, people really, I see that comment a lot. People get really worked up when there's a no-hitter goal and someone, in, you know, comments on it or says what's actually happening in, during the game. So I've seen that one a lot. It's kind of funny to me. The announcer doesn't really jinx them or anything, but, you know, baseball people are superstitious, including the players. Another person wrote, go to the games and quit bitching. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. Uh, Jack Roberts, remember, you promised me you'd stay calm tonight and not talk business. I can't help it with my low prices and huge selection. Locations in Renton, Seattle, Everett, and the Superstore in Linwood. Jack, people are starting to stare. Zero down with low payments, 90 days, same as cash or bank cards. Here we go again. Magic Chef washers and dryers, microwaves and refrigerators. Magic Chef dishwashers and ranges, all in unbelievable savings. I won't be undersold. So this is. It seems like this this thing starts about this thread starts about uh, Blowers, but it's actually Dave Sims and Blowers. I think these people are stupid. I think Mike Blowers and Dave Sims, and of course Rick Riz and Gary Hill. Shannon Dreyer, the entire Mariners, you know, announcing team, the play-by-play, that's been the one good constant thing in this organization since day one, since Dave Niehaus. That's one thing you cannot say that the Mariners have not done right. They've kept a lot of these piss-poor years, and low stakes seem so important to us. Oh, totally. I mean, we... Yeah, we've been quite lucky to have the 
voices that we have. I mean, Goldsmith, too, he's another gem. I like him. And, uh, I mean, you and I both watch a lot of baseball and listen to uh, other announcers announcing their teams. And some of them are pretty brutal. And I, I, I feel fortunate that we got calling the games for us. Yeah, I just, I, I, I love it. I look forward to it. Uh, you know, I live down here in Los Angeles. I sat in bad traffic listening to, you know, Mariners radio just to, you know, not turn into Michael Douglas, you know, falling down, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I just soothing me and my girlfriend during the pandemic, we just went down to the beach and we just listened to Rick Riz. And it was just like, maybe like one of the greatest nights once baseball came back and I was like, Oh man. And we were playing the angels and the angels down here, you know, it's, it gets blacked out. So went down to the beach, listened to that, had a great time. I mean, they're just rom- they're romantic people to us. They, to me, they're like the Bob Ross of baseball announcers. They paint the picture perfectly to me. I love the way they describe the game and tell so many details that just I can see it in my head. So, uh, like I said, Mariners announcers are top-notch in my opinion. Yeah, and, and Dave Sims and Blowers have been here through, you know, what, like the mid-2000s until now? If you have never been a fan of Dave Sims or you're just on the fence, go watch, you know, the footage from last year during the Angels series. I think it's game 161. It is insanely good and moving to watch that. Oh, yeah. I mean, to see how pumped up he was, yeah. That was a, definitely a highlight of last season, seeing that video. He was pumped. You know what? And I mean, go, yeah. Go ahead, sorry. No, I mean, going day after day of not winning baseball and then to come out to last year of starting to win and being in the pennant or in the uh, race to make the playoffs and the emotion. I mean, it's just as exciting for them as it, has, as it is us fans. And I also... I was going to say, maybe if I find that thing, I can share it on our Instagram page. So if you have not been to our Instagram page, come follow us. We'll follow you. Also check out our uh, Facebook page as well. Rye Bread and Mustard Podcast. Pretty easy to find. Check us out. Follow us. We'll follow you. Be friends with us. We'll be friends with you. Yeah. And you can check us out on all the uh, major podcasts platforms apple spotify um all of them. also iheart yeah all of them on the iheart app you'll there is this talk back little microphone on it it's red it's a microphone you press it you can send us a 30 second message about what you like what you want to hear what you don't like uh you can edit it so you can hear yourself after you say it and play it back and then send it on. So Oh that's cool. So yeah, I can play option. I can play it on here, right? Like I could play find a way to play if you want it played on here, tell us if you want to play it on here. If you don't, that's fine too. Same thing with emails. Uh you know, you can always email any questions, any concerns, any gripes, any episode pitches to rye bread and mustard podcast at gmail.com that's rye bread and mustard gmail at gmail you know how you know how to email things 
Bright Bread and Mustard Podcast at Gmail. Um, you know, again, check us out on the social medias. And please, if you like this uh, podcast, please rate it. You know, write a review. Uh, make sure you subscribe so when the new episodes come in, they'll be just right there on wherever or right on your app, whatever app that you get that from. Hanno, you know what time it is. <laughs>